You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Winnie's life is less than wonderful one year after saving her town from a psychotic killer on Christmas Eve. Oh, there's a start for you. When she wishes she'd never been born. Very George Bailey-esque, she finds herself magically transported to a nightmarish parallel reality where the murderous maniac is still alive and on the loose. And now she must team up with a weirdo to identify the culprit and get back to her own reality. There you go. It's a wonderful knife. Simple as that. What more do you need? I'm TCD, one of the Screener Squad, and I am joined around the Christmas tree, the Yule Log, the Hanukkah menorah by some of the jolliest folks I know. I have Loane. Hey, how's it going? And Chad. Chad, Chaddy, Chad, Chad, Chaddy, Chad, Chad, Chaddy, Chad, 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 I, yep. I you know, some people have heard me say it too often. I don't like horror. I do. I do like it when it's something new, unique, or or trying something different. And this, it at least in concept, is mashing up some really fun things here. Take "It's a Wonderful Life" and make it a scream movie. And there you go. Yep. So, yeah. What did you guys think of "It's a Wonderful Knife"? I got to tell you, Justin Long struck me as Troy from Goonies grown up. Also, <laughs> what the hell was that with his teeth? Oh, you the veneers, as white as the driven snow. He's, he borrowed his teeth from Jay. <laughs> like you said, it's a mashup horror, but it, it also has sprinklings of other horror thrown in. I mean, you, you know, they have, was it Catherine Isabel from Ginger Snaps is the main character's lesbian aunt. She played Gib in the Freddy vs. Jason movie. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. And then uh, Cassandra Nod was just recently an influencer, which is another yeah, sort of horror we, that we did a while back. And we really like that one, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Although the killer, the angel, I'm like, oh, he's stealing his shit straight out of Moon Knight. <laughs> the whole outfit, it's, yeah, yeah. Even the Out- knives, man. I'm like, come on, what? Okay. That was the most uninspired part of this movie was the, and I get angel. Right. I, I would say it's simplistic, but then somebody I could see saying, well, like Mike Myers, uh, yeah. get up is simplistic, but he's got like a jumpsuit. He wears boots. He's got the <laughs> mask. This is literally just a white sheet over a white sheet over a white sheet over a white mask. And it's, I don't know. It's It was uninspired for me. There's so many movies out there trying to come up with the next slasher icon. Mm-hmm. And, and very, very rarely does someone rise to the top and become the cream of the crop. <laughs> You're only so lucky to get a Sam from Trick or Treat every decade or so. And so, honestly, this group right here, we've watched a lot of these slasher yeah. movies. Student Body comes to mind. We just watched the conference together. There's some looks. There's some attempts here to... To create a Halloween costume, like a, a costume of an iconic character that you could throw on and people go, oh, man, you're that. And yeah, the all white look of this. It's Christmas. It's it's a Christmas themed horror movie. 
there there was a lot more fun direction they could have gone with the look of this yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. I, I know that seems like a really weird thing to like latch onto right away at the beginning of this conversation, but I do think that's at least for me telling of this whole thing of oh it's right there. Can yep. you get there with this movie? Ooh, you missed it. Ooh. And and this is yeah. this is that example of that of like that that all white outfit is like not quite close enough to make that as iconic as you probably hoped it would be. It, it looks and no, I'm not budget shaming anybody, but it looks like <laughs> whatever budget that they had went to all the actors mm-hmm. and set and wardrobe were probably more afterthoughts. So like, oh, what do we got left? 150 bucks. All right. Somebody go to freaking Kmart and get, I don't know why I said Kmart. A Moon Knight, a, a Moon Knight outfit. Yeah, get a Moon Knight costume from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, get a Moon Knight costume. <laughs> well, Justin Long was mentioned here. Joe McHale is also in here yep. mm-hmm. as the father of the main character. The The main character, Winnie, is played by Jane Woodup. <laughs> Woodup. Woodup with you. Woodup with you. Nothing, man. Uh, she's uh, she's in Yellow Jackets. That's where I recognized her from. Oh, okay. So she's not no one, sort of someone who's just like coming up and given the right project she could blow up and i think that this is probably at least conceptually what they thought they had in their hands here of like sure. oh this could be a new halloween and christmas movie watch right. it twice a year it also has a couple other elements that sort of work for it there's there's a lot of queer characters in this right but mm-hmm. but aside from the joke about the mom and giving the little rainbow ornament to the her gay son most of it is just that's just people right and it's weirdly sweet periodically when it gets down mm-hmm. to the relationship between weirdo whose name escapes me and Winnie. Bernie. Bernie. Thank Bernie. you. You know, not only were there, you know, horror movie tropes in this, but there are also Christmas movie tropes mm-hmm. or callbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Winnie at one point gets a pink outfit and that's where she makes yes. the lesbian right. joke. Yep, yep, yep. And it's it's straight out of uh, um, a Christmas story, a Christmas story when Ralphie suit. gets his uh, pink bunny suit. Yep. So there's a lot of little little zhuzh and a little extra that I appreciate that, you know, the creators added, yep. you know, and that sort of makes up for the fact that maybe the middle of this got a little sloppy yeah. uh, narrative wise and you know things kind of fell into place a little too easy but again it's supposed to be a slasher film and it's supposed to be a Christmas movie so it doesn't have to be super complicated just felt a little uh, clumsy at times but other than that it was a pretty fun movie for a genre bender and and I know you liked uh, um what was the Back to the Future one? Totally Killer. Totally oh, Killer. Yeah. I think Totally Killer probably is slightly better than this, but I would definitely recommend them both for switching those genres and trying to make something unique. Mm-hmm. I found this to be a yell at the screen for characters being stupid kind of slasher movie. Yes. And I don't yeah. mean that as a negative thing. I mean that as no. like the, the tropes of slashers of like, why are you doing that? Don't do that. Don't go in there. Why are you doing that? Ah! Yeah. Like It's a lot of that throughout this movie. So it, it leaned heavily into those slasher tropes. Yep. So if that's what you're into, there's some fun to be had here. <clears throat> the sweetness you mentioned, Chad, the Christmas stuff, this is, and, and just gauging on just our brief conversation so far, I think I'm going to be harder on this than you guys. When you evoke... It's a Wonderful Life, which is arguably uh, it's a hundred greatest movie of all time type film. It is mm. one of the classics of classics of Christmas movies. It is one of the two most redone plots of Christmas stuff in the history of Christmas stuff, second only to A Christmas Carol. I defy you to find a sitcom <laughs> that hasn't done this story mm. of what would yeah. it be like if we right when you I wish were, I was never bored. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
when you evoke It's a Wonderful Life, just from the title alone, I expect more It's a Wonderful Life. We already got the slasher tropes and we got some Christmas love here, but this movie didn't do enough of It's a Wonderful Life. Like specifically having a Clarence to, to just be the person to ask questions to, it missed the mark. And it's a great title, which is why I signed up for it. I'm like, you had me at the title. Mm-hmm. I don't even need to know who's in it. I know what the movie is based solely on the title. So I was disappointed that this didn't have enough of the of those tropes, of the It's a Wonderful Life tropes. Well, it, it feels like a, hey, wouldn't it be funny if, mm-hmm. right? And that's how it starts. And periodically, hey, wouldn't it be funny if this thing happens or and this thing happens? It was a lot of set pieces. It, it felt like we were just being moved to the next part of the story versus like a more natural kind of ease into everything while staying true to the whole concept and premise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's not to say it didn't work overall because there is, it, we've, we've sort of touched on this stuff. There's some fun things in here. I really liked Winnie and, and Bernie's relationship. Once you got those two characters connected, the movie starts taking off. It just takes like 35 minutes it, to get yeah. there. It took a while, yeah. Well, yeah, because the first half hour of the movie is the initial slasher setup before mm-hmm. we even get to the wonderful life element of it. Like it right. literally, it's the, here's the things that happened, and then now it's a year later, and then we're going to tell the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, It's a Wonderful Life did, you know, but that's an old ass movie. And <laughs> But yeah, for the, for the, the, purposes of doing a mixed genre like this yeah it kind of hindered it it kind of tripped a little bit into it and i yeah i i don't i don't want to like dump on this movie too much uh yeah don't take my i I, again i think if i'm the one being more critical here i don't want my criticism to affect what you guys thought of this because before we started this i was gleaning your guys's conversation and it sounded like you really quite enjoyed this yeah i I, i'm always for more uh like blood and gore and sure you know actually showing impaling and stuff like that and there's a lot of that in here like when the when the kills happen they're spraying blood yeah they're spraying blood but then they're like cutting to uh the after ah you want like (laughs) i kind of want not that i need to see it all chad wants to see disembowelments people okay we need to see we need to see the viscera and the just knives you're 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 not more i'm a sick son of a bitch (laughs) i'm worried to be in the same virtual room with this man how how do we feel about the different things that she learns going to the alternate universe where she doesn't exist she figures out some relationship issues she Mm -hmm. was having earlier there's there's a point where she has to kill somebody that she really doesn't want to Mm -hmm. how does that all sit with you guys in the end from outside the movie i'm like i know that this is meant to be a really difficult thing for you to do but you also know that if you do it it will probably reset everything and this won't have happened anyway Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. from an objective standpoint takes some of the tension away if I were her, I probably would still be a little upset about having to do it. But one of the things that I found kind of interesting about um, the relationship with the one aunt, the one from Ginger Snaps, <laughs> because the other one just sort of disappears from most of the movie. They're sort of little Bonding. It's It's interesting watching her trying to convince people. No, seriously, I, I know you have no idea who I am, but I am literally your fill in the blank. Here's mm-hmm. a thing I know. And the things that she knows about her aunt, I was like, yes, this is exactly right. The aunt is like, oh, yeah, nope, I totally get it. I love I love little moments like that in this. And I think that's one of the things 
that's sort of weird about this is I really like those little bits, her and her aunt, her and Bernie, some of the other stuff. Mm. They don't feel like they belong here quite. I think I think that's one of the things I get hung up on. It's like I'm watching two movies. There it is. Yep. There's a tonal inconsistency because when this wants to have some fun with what it's doing, we have like like Justin Long is essentially uh, alternate 1985 Biff by the time she oh, goes yeah. to the reality. It's one year later after when what was supposed to happen happened. And it's like, yes, do this. Lean into this. Let 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 the idiot brother suddenly be the sheriff because mm-hmm. of one change in the timeline. Like that sort of stuff. When that stuff's happening, I'm like, yes, well, lean into this. This is, it's a wonderful knife. This is what I want to see. Right. But then it's also trying to be very sincere and have a deep exploration of what does one person mean to a family and friends in a town, which is the It's a Wonderful Life, George Bailey stuff. And every time those two clash in a scene, um, it's a little bit of tonal whiplash. Yeah. I mean, this runs about, I mean, it runs pretty standard, like 90, 95 minutes, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like it needs more to either level that out or it needs to trim some of the stuff off. The problem is that I like all of the things that it does. Well, most of the things that it does they just don't always kind of line up. Yeah, and I felt a lot of things were telegraphed. Like, there's supposed to be this twist in the end of the second act, and, like, you could totally see it coming. And I'm, I'm normally the one that can't see that shit most of the time. And if I can see it, that means you, you got to write something a little bit harder for me to figure out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a shame because I'm sitting here poking holes in this thing, but there is a lot of good to be had here. I thought that the our lead had some good screen presence i liked the charm of her and bernie together like they had a good chemistry um and and it could be because i just watched totally killer that it was hard not to compare these two totally killer knew how to lean real hard into the comedy as well as the slasher tropes this i just go back to what i just said that's that tonal inconsistency of like what do you want this to be well, what exactly are you you going for here? Because all the right pieces are here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think everything that needs to be in this movie is here. And it was just cobbled together, just just always missing the the knifey point of what it was trying to do. <laughs> uh, and uh, but there's there's a I'll sort of kind of wrap into some some final thoughts here. But this is a main main observation. We're seeing this run of horror comedies happening recently. Uh, particularly in the screener squad here. I've been signing up for every horror movie that pops up, but I'm really enjoying the horror comedies. Mm -hmm. So like Totally Killer, My Best Friend's Exorcism. We just reviewed The Conference fairly recently, Werewolves Within last year. And there are a few more that aren't just like coming to the top of my head right now. But I think there's a couple things at play. Horror in all its derivative has always had this sort of sense of humor about it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Horror comedies make some of the funnest productions for indie filmmakers instead of just doing a standard slasher, putting a little tweak and a spin on it just makes it more fun for indie filmmakers, I think. But one of the big things that's happening here is we're in the the 30 year cycle of pop culture. The nineties are back and particularly nineties movies Mm -hmm. and particularly scream. That is one of the most focal point movies of the nineties of the genre and so it seems that horror comedies are kind of popping up here and there more and more often and drawing inspiration from Scream. And I'm all for that. I, I want to see more of that genre bending, biting your thumb at, at the genre and, and, and having a good time with it. So this movie did that. I feel like they well, they thought mm-hmm. the title up first and they're like, let's build off that. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
And when it works, it's working. When it when it's tripping on itself, that's where I'm like, oh damn, I, I wanted the best for you. There's a sincerity here. There's a fun being had here, but it's just not locking into place. And so ultimately, when I walked away from this, I was more disappointed than than happy with it. And that could just be my my filmmaker brain, my writer brain, where I'm like, I would have done it this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a whole <laughs> podcast for that. Go listen to it. Um, but <laughs> as far as this movie's concerned. This this could be fun. This could be fun with the right group of people. Throw it in with some other movies, even that we just mentioned here, and and yeah. It, but I think it's going to come out the lesser of the of the ones mentioned. Mm-hmm. So with that, I'm just going to give my final review. I'm going to give this right down the middle, five and a half out of ten veneers. Luane, <laughs> <laughs> why don't you go next for me? I think this is a lot of fun, but that may not be what you're looking for in a horror film. the 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 amount of actual horror to this is is fairly slim yeah there's a bunch of blood periodically this is really mostly about the relationships between characters and occasionally horror intrudes on on it this may not always work for somebody who's really definitely looking for a horror or even a horror comedy i think my kids might like it more than a lot of other people that i would normally recommend horror movies to i had a lot of fun with it but this is not a Shaun of the dead this is not some of that type of the stuff that always is on the tip of everyone's tongue whenever they talk about horror and comedy together. But I, I enjoyed it, so I would give it 3.5 out of 5 Clarences. <laughs> Need a Clarence, damn it. <laughs> that would, literally, the, a Clarence would have solved everything narratively yeah. that I have that is problematic for me. A real team. Clarence, yeah. Yeah, real, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyhow, <laughs> Chad, go ahead. I, I I hate that they like, and I know, I don't know, I always go back and forth on this, like, with these mixed genre movies, it's like, hey, this is exactly like movie X. Yeah. Sometimes it works and sometimes it does. And I feel like in this movie being like, hey, it's just like a wonderful life. I'm like, no, shut up. Just be in your <laughs> thing. Just be like. You know, make make a side joke with with like weirdo Bernie being like blah 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 blah, and then she's like, oh whatever, Clarence. You know, it could something like that. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Ash isn't going to be into work today, so like that's the Shaun of the mm-hmm. Dead reference yeah. To, to yeah yeah. But we were talking about if we had this like in a Christmas horror movie lineup, you could you could still watch this if you were having like a big party and watching a bunch of different films. Sure. I just probably put it in the middle. Don't end on it. Definitely don't begin with it. Before you came in TC, Luane and I were talking about, or at least I thought I reviewed this movie with him, but there was another Christmas movie last year that basically was a killer AI robot that was built for the military, and then they made him into Santa Clauses, and oh. one goes haywire, and it murders the whole town. This, honestly, I felt like was better than that. Oh, okay. Because um, that was basically like a, like a Terminator Christmas movie. Ho, 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 ho. Yeah, yeah. horror diehards, especially ones that like genre bending or like a more comedic horror, you'll dig this. It's not going to be the best one. The cast is I thought the cast was great. Like I I didn't look at anything going into this and be like, oh, oh, hey, it's the cigarette smoking man. Hey, it's Justin Long. (laughs) I'm like, holy shit. There's so many. And then Gib, I know you keep saying ginger snaps, but I will always know where is Gib from. Freddy versus Jason. A lot of horrors I've been watching recently with one of us. I've been giving some really high ratings. This isn't going to get as big of a one, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't watch it. Uh, I'm going to say six out of ten weirdos. (laughs) The best kind of weirdos. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was definitely that weirdo. (laughs) Going to parties and being like out of place and shit, but still going for some reason. 
this time it'll work. Yeah, this time. <laughs> this time they won't throw me out. Has that ever happened? That's such a movie TV cliche where, like, the dorky kid shows up like, hey, how's it going here? Like, what are you doing here, loser? Get out! And, like, throwing him out the front door. That's never happened, right? <laughs> yeah! That's my never my experience tends to be that I'm just ignored, so. <laughs> what is, did you notice yeah. Wayne's here, Chad? What the hell? Who? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> hey, no, that... hey, LeWayne, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, LeWayne. Oh, whatever. <laughs> totally. That, I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that feels very familiar. That's, uh, I, I've, I've just attacked myself um, with that with that comment. Yeah, I, yeah, I've been in that situation, too. And now that's why we're all hanging out here doing this. Because we're cool, LeWayne. <laughs> we're cool. It, and isn't friendship the best gift any of us could ask for? Aw, happy holidays, you guys. Happy holidays, happy holidays everyone. I love you. <laughs>